Well, very warm welcome back to the Odds Watch Racing Podcast, powered by FreeBets.com. Uh, Scoo and Alan have been discussing uh, all matters in the previous part of this show. Now we're going to come on to the, the unexposed types to look ahead to for the National Hunt season. Uh, I've nominated a chaser, a hurdler, and a handicapper to follow both Scoo and Alan. We're going to rattle through these ones from the notebook. Some may already be established, some slightly lesser known. We'll come to you first, Scoo. Uh, in terms of the novice chasers, uh, anything you particularly got your eye on? Well, obviously, Siskin going um, chasing is going to be very, very, very exciting. The horse that was third in the champion hurdle that I know so well, I can't remember his name at the moment. I shall tell Dar- you this very... Darvis Star. Yeah, I mean, he, he jumped fences well yesterday. Um, what other horses? Just just novices you want, not... Uh, just not for now. Some of the, just for the... Novices, um, the big breakaway. Um, mm. He, you know, Colin Tizard does really well in these races. He he didn't run the other day at Chepstow. He didn't run very well against the high class envoy Allen. Well, there's another one. Um, this is why I say this is um, a tremendously exciting uh, season because of these horses coming through, um, like envoy Allen. Chantry House there's another one, and Nicky Henderson's. Mm. You know, there's um. Um, but, you know, it'll be very exciting. Uh, I mean, we, Chepstow last week, I mean, look, some great horses um, winning. So, you know, now these novice chases coming on, uh, we'll see them around Sandown, Newbury. Um, we'll see these good horses and uh, we'll be, you know, punches down and then we'll be looking towards Cheltenham. Absolutely, yeah. Anything more established in particularly looking forward to school? Are you happy just to stick with the novice brigade in terms of chases? But, yeah, no, I think... Uh, you know, I think um, another one, if you, you know, run up in a pair of Irish point points was Boot Hill, uh, Boot Hill of Harry Fry's. Mm. You know, there's, you know, there's lots of exciting horses um, to come through at the moment. Absolutely. You nominated Shantry House when we discussed this beforehand. Uh, do you get what, what do you think will end up being his trip this season? Well, do, I mean, do, do you think he's more of a two and a half mile or up to three? Or do you think they'll stick to the minimum type of distance? <sighs> I, I don't know the horse well enough. Um, I, I do think, t- you know, we tend to, uh, uh, as trainers, keep stepping them up when really when you, you're running at the minimum trip, you need them to gallop all the way to the line. If there's a hole in their stamina, um, then, then that will be get found out over two miles. So, you know, um, you know, Henderson is exceptional with these speed horses, isn't he? So I, I, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed at the two mile. OK, and Alan, coming to you, uh, and I know you mentioned a more of an established horse who ran an absolute belter at the Ishkarta Festival. And you've nominated this as your chaser to follow. Yes, Real Stale, from the, uh, which is now, um, it's part of the, um, the Sullivan Bloodstock, who have um, sent uh, quite a few of the horses to Paul Nichols. This is one of them. And... Um, I mean, this has Ryanair written all over it, I think. Mm. Um, I mean, anybody who remembers the Gold Cup, um, going to the second last, there was nothing going better in the race than Rail Stale. And um, just didn't get the trip. And uh, Paul Nichols has already said, it's all roads lead to the Ryanair. I was, I was looking at the betting for the Ryanair and literally everything except uh, Rail Stale has other options at Cheltenham. Uh, they're dropping down to the champion chair, so going up to the Gold Cup. Um, 
Real Estate was the only horse I could actually pick out, which I thought would definitely run in the race. Well, it's so, half the battle these days, isn't it? Getting the right course. horse to the right race, yeah. <laughs> so. And I mean, sixteen to one. Um, I could, I could actually, I could say going off favourite on the day. Um, it'll well, probably start yeah. off in something like the Peterborough Chase, and um, obviously Paul will keep it away from surname, and um, he'll probably give it two or three runs before Cheltenham. And um, yeah, I think. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot worse 16 to 1 shots anti post, I think, than real style. I mean, it's a seven year old as well. Um, it beat footpad 14 lengths of thurls last year. Um, mm. Tremendous prospect, I think. No, I, I just remember, I can't remember who was commentating uh, on course at the time, but I just remember almost the, uh, the shock as uh, here comes Brian Hughes absolutely That's robbing. Right. <laughs> on real, and everyone's looking through their program. Yeah. Who, who is this? Oh, yes. it's real still, yeah. Uh, I must admit, I had to look twice to say what the horse was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was absolutely tangled. No, it's a real steal. Um, yeah, look out for him. Could easily run in a Peterborough chase. And Paul Nichols has earmarked the, uh, the intermediate trip, the Ryanair chase. That's right. has been perfect for him uh, come the end of the season. Uh, we're going to the hurdlers. I'm going to stick with you then, Alan. Mm-hmm. And is there one, a mare? We've been discussing a lot of mares so far, like yep. Sir Honeysuckle and Epiton. But there's a different one you think could uh, light up our screens this season. Yeah, I mean, I think one one horse that's gone under the radar a bit is uh, Con- uh, Concertista. Um, I mean, it's a decent form on the flat in France. And um, I mean, first time out in this country, I mean, um, you know, Willie Mullins ran it in the, the Mayor's Handicap and uh, had got beat in a photo of one of its stable companions and uh, went for the race again this year and absolutely balled at home. Uh, it's rated 148 at the moment, so... I mean, there's, there's lots of paths that could go down. I mean, it's 33 to 1 for the champion hurdle. I mean, again, another horse that will have the £7 mare's allowance. Um, I could see it. Maybe he could maybe start it off in something like the, um, the Great Wood or the Betfair hurdle in February. Uh, as I say, off a mark of 148, there's definitely a big handicap in it. Um, it could end up as a champion hurdle horse. Um, if not... Um, it could go for the Mayor's Hurdle at Cheltenham. I mean, it's 10 to 1 for the Mayor's Hurdle at Cheltenham. Um, the the favourite for that is Honeysuckle. Honeysuckle's ended, it's it's priced up in five races at the festival. <laughs> you know, if it was to go for the Champion Hurdle, I mean, 16 to 1 for the Champion Hurdle would be tremendous value. Um, you know, I mean, 8 out of 8 it is. But where it ended up at Cheltenham, it's anybody's guess at the moment. Um, exactly. Yeah. But I mean... But- Nonetheless, she's, she's a mare to follow. She's got options in handicap before, before she then steps up into the big league. And of course, let's, you know, her crowning moment at the Charter Festival this year, the mayor's novice, she uh, won as she liked, basically, didn't she? That's right. And if they do decide to go for the mayor's, uh, mayor's hurdle race, um, I could say you'd go on off favourite on the day. Uh, because those in front of it in the betting, uh, I mean, Benny Dudeur is the other one. His second favourite at the moment. It'll probably go for the new mayor's uh, chase. Um, you know, so it's um, it's worth keeping an eye on. I mean, Willie Mullins has said very little about it at the moment. Hmm. The last interview I heard about Constantista was after it won the, the, um, the mayor's handicap at Cheltenham. And um, he said, first of all, we want to exploit its flat mark. Never seen it on the flat, right. and he said he said because of it's so on as Simon Monet and Isaac Swade, they like to have runners in France. 
it's never been to France. So, you know, you know just... The path is becoming clearer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nonetheless, so... Concertista, she's one to definitely keep an eye on where... Exactly. I think once yeah. the trainer files come out and William Mullen starts to give more details about your sources, I think we'll have a clearer idea then. But definitely a mark of one for weight. It's, um, you know, there's a possibility of a decent handicap in it to start with, I think. Absolutely fantastic. And Scoo coming to you. Any hurdlers you like from uh you can name one in your yard if you if you fancy, uh, or anything elsewhere? No, it you know, I don't don't like to um you know you get superstitious about um <laughs> talking about your own horses as soon as you you know we do um can I just you pick it the, yeah, yeah, Peter. Yeah, uh, big river. Yeah, he's look, he's flying uh, but they can't go on improving. His jumping to me stops him reaching the very top. He will go to um, he'll be entered at Kelso um, next is it ten days time or something. Um, Big River one for Arthur. They won't run in the same race. Big River might run in the Veterans Chase next time. I mean, look, he's run some great races in around Cheltenham, but it, mm. his jumping again isn't good enough i think that's what stopped him reaching the, the very top he's got a great engine um mm -hmm. but the, the, we, we've got a very nice horse that won a bumper called max appeal um but whether he's good enough to take you know when you look at this mcfabulous and these great horses that are you know these exciting horses that are running around you, you have to put it into context um and there's another little horse that was third for us the other day at perth i thought he could improve his form's quite good in the flat a horse called red missile but, you know, in inverted covers, that those who, you know, if they could win a nice race at Haydock or somewhere, I'd be very pleased, you know. Absolutely. And then we'll shuffle on to the handicappers. Then. <coughs> is, is there anything, Alan, you thought could uh, run up a nice sequence here or something destined for the Welsh National, for example? Not the Welsh National, but definitely a national. Oh. OK, go on. <laughs> and well, don't, don't expect to say much of the horse in the early part of the season because this is a horse that needs a real, real test of stamina and decent ground as well. And it's uh, John Joe O'Neill's cloth cap. Mm. Um, I mean, after it, it won, it won uh, two of its first three races over fences, both on good ground. And then on its fourth start, it went for the um, Scottish Grand National off a mark of one, three, four, ran an absolute corker to finish third. And... Last season, really, it didn't really have its ground, but it still ran well. I mean, it was eighth in the Kim Muir on its last uh, run. Uh, but, I mean, it's on a mark of 136 now. And when it gets its conditions and a real test of stamina, it's very well handicapped. It might need, it might need to go up another seven or eight mm. pound to get in a national. Uh, it's caught at 66 to one for the national at the moment. Um, I could brass say it more as a... Um, either a Scottish national horse or a Whitbread, sorry, Beth 365 Gold Cup type of horse. Um, but, you know, I think come the end of the season, it's definitely one to be looking out for. If it gets its ground prior to that, I mean, it's unlikely, but maybe something like the Midlands Grand National, it's unlikely to be good ground, uh, you know, at that time of year, but, you know, who knows? So essentially a cloth cap, then your handicap to follow the, the strong caveat being, must have inverted commas spring ground along yeah. the way. Um, come to you, Scoo. Anything lined up for a, for a handicap at all? Well, I, I think Danny Wisbang, we've uh, already 
mentioned, haven't we? He, um, he he's not in Paul's list, but uh, you know he could be a Ladbroke Trophy or a Welsh national horse. If we look in further towards the Grand National, um, I still I like the look of Kimberlite Candy. He won the um, Warwick race and uh, he was second in the Beaches chase. Um, he's only a seven-year-old. Um, unfortunate for him, the National didn't take place last year, but there must be a decent uh, long-distance handicap chase again in him somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I suppose, we, look, I'm going to throw in a couple here. I'm going to throw in Captain Guinness. It's my novice chase I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, for the Henry de Bromhead team, of course, you do very well. I think you could easily end up in an article. And I'll skip the hurdler to follow, but I'll go to Handicapper. There is a horse here who disappointed in Chantler Festival, but I think it's got Labrick's trophy written all over him. That is Copperhead, the Colin Tizard team. They pulverised everyone in a Reynolds town. Things didn't go right for him at the Chantler Festival. He's off 153. He will have a prep run. The aim is to run at Newbury, where he's best priced 14 to 1. So keep your eyes out for Copperhead. Uh, get in touch on Facebook, I would say. Uh, lots of you already have been. Uh, let us know your thoughts on uh, Scoo's horses to follow, Alan's horses to follow. Give us your own horses to follow. Is there a glaring omission, something we've uh, totally overlooked, which could be uh, sailing 15 lengths clear of everything in a couple of months' time? Uh, feel free to get in touch on Facebook. Let us know your thoughts.